0: Guess what? Your neighbor probably believes, if, at least for Christmas's sake, yeah, Jesus is probably a perfect guy. At least he's a lot better than me, but I think he's, I, I, I believe the Christmas carol stuff. I believe it, it's God born in a manger. Great. You affirm that, which again, I think they just give tacit approval to, but nevertheless, we're not claiming anything different here. The book that I have is God's product utilizing human authors, which just like Mary was probably seen in the reflection of Jesus' face to some extent, so we can see Luke's reflection in his writing and Paul's reflection in his writings and Peter's reflection, and yet the end result because of the Holy Spirit's superintending, overshadowing, carrying along of those author, authors, we have a product without error in the original manuscripts. What I want to do is think about the bigness of that claim. That is a gigantic claim. That what we're saying is that we have God's word and more on that, we'll look at how the Bible says that about itself. But I like to illustrate it by my table tennis skills. If I were to tell you tonight, we've got a couple ping pong tables on campus somewhere, and I said, you know what? I just want to tell you, I'm a good ping pong player. If you really have some macho vibrato, uh, bravado, you might be like, well, we'll see about that if you got some time after church tonight. But if I upped it and said, no, 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 I am a great ping pong player. You might say, if you're so great, you wouldn't use the word ping pong, you'd say table tennis. But let's just say, you now start to lean forward because you think, well, I'm, I'm a really good ping pong player too, you're getting a little cocky. If I said, no, 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 you don't understand, I am a flawless ping pong player. See, now you're, you've got a whole different response to that. If I said, no, 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 I, maybe I'm not clear, I am a perfect ping pong player. Matter of fact, let me elaborate. I've never hit a bad ping pong shot and I never will. Now that's a long way for me getting up saying, hey, you want to play after church, I'm a good ping pong player if I stood up and said, I've never hit a bad ping pong shot and I never will. You've got a different emotional reaction to that. Because the bigger the claim, see, the fewer options you have in responding to it. The bigness of the claim is gigantic in the the argument that we're making to our generation. We're not saying, hey, you know what? The Bible is a good book. We're not saying that. I know they call it the good book, but it's not claiming to be a good book. You say I'm a great book. Well, I guess perfection involves greatness, but that's not the claim of the Bible that this is a great book, like the Polycanon and the Quran and the Book of Mormon, that everyone thinks is so great. Well, the Bible's a great book too. We're not saying that. Flawless book? Well, that's exactly what the Bible is saying about itself. The claim is huge. The bigness of the claim is that every word of God is, is flawless, Proverbs 30. A perfect book. It's exactly what the Bible says. Psalm 19.7, the law of the Lord is perfect. That's what it claims about itself. My words shall stand forever. It's an eternal book. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That's gigantic. The bigness of that claim is huge. And I think it's good for us in our generation to recognize that, that this is an absolute claim. It's not a comparative claim. We're not saying, as I often say, this is man's best thoughts about God. We're not even saying, hey, this is the best chance we got at hearing from God. We're not saying that the Bible contains some thoughts that are, I don't know, as we would say in the modern use of the, of the word, inspired by God. We're not saying that in a modern definition of the word. We're not saying this is a, a book that can really do things in your life that other books can't do. We're, we're making an absolute claim At least that's what the Bible is claiming about itself. Well, of course, when you start talking in those terms, you could say anyone can claim that any book is God's word. I could write a book tonight before I go to sleep. It'd be a short book, considering how tired I am, but I could write a book that claims to be the word of God. I could write a book that claims to be flawless. I can stand up here and say that I'm a flawless ping pong player. I can do that. It's easy to say it. Anyone can make those big claims. But if you make a big claim like that, and someone says, well, anyone can claim that. Yeah, anyone can claim that, and any book can claim that, but there's no halfway response to that. Do you follow me on that? There's no way that I can have a kind of medium response to a statement like that. You could have a medium response to the statement, I'm a pretty good ping pong player, but you can't have a medium response to I am a perfect ping pong player. You're gonna either have to believe that I'm a perfect ping pong player or you're gonna to have to dismiss me as, as crazy. As a Matter of fact, just like Lewis presented regarding the divinity of Christ, the argument that you might have heard of, liar, lunatic, or Lord, that same analogy works as it relates to the Bible. There's no halfway response. It's just like Lewis's response to the claim of divinity. He tried to help people think through what he himself worked through, and that is, when I read the Bible, Jesus is making extreme claims. He claims equality with God. He was crucified for being a blasphemer and making himself equal with God. He continues to try to kill him because of that. And as Lewis said, listen, if that's false, you got one of two options. Either he knows it's false, and if he knows it's false, then he's a deceiver and he's a liar. And now I'm dealing with someone that I'm trying to be told by people in churches to respond positively to, but he's a liar because he knows he's deceiving because he's making an outrageous claim, and if it's false and he knows it, then he's a liar. If he didn't know it, then he's crazy, right? If he's saying, I'm God, and... I don't know really what I'm talking about, well then you're a crazy person. If it's true, of course, as he said, well then he's the Lord with all the implications of that. And because it all alliterates here, it's been a popular way to think about the extreme claims of Christ within the Bible, liar, lunatic, or Lord. I'm saying the same thing about the Bible. The Bible claims to be, and though we toss this phrase around, think about what we're saying. This is God's word, God's message, God's revelation That's what we're claiming. It is the written record of God speaking to the world. And you fold so quickly when someone says, well, there's slavery in it. There's laws regarding menstrual purity. I mean, these things cannot be, I mean, there's stuff about fabrics being mixed together in the Old Testament. So, you know, well, I guess that part's not. Listen, if you fold quickly because there are people saying there are things in the Bible that don't seem to be, um, I, I don't know, in, they're not things that we're going to think are, are, are good. I mean, our, it shakes our sensibilities. Well, then, again, what are we saying? Well, we're saying, well, it's not really God's word, or at least not all of God's word. Well, if it's not all of God's word, and this is a false statement, and this is not God's perfect revelation to human beings, well, then we have to ask the question, is it intentional? Are they intentionally saying it's the word of God, but they know it's not? Well, if that's the case, then this is a hoax. And it's been foisted upon humanity by a bunch of people that are shrewdly writing down statements that they know are not true. That that Isaiah stood up and preached a lot of things that he did not get from God. That Moses came off the mountain and didn't get these words from God. That he preached these prophetic statements about a coming whatever, Messiah, nation, captivity, which he did. And all of that he knew was not true. Well, then... We're carrying a book of lies and just like Christ should be dismissed as a liar, and I don't want anything to do with a liar, I certainly don't want to drag my kids to Sunday school to teach them good morals and ethics from a liar. I don't want to teach them good morals and ethics from a book of lies. And now you start looking at guys like, you know, Dawkins and and, and Hitchens and the rest, and you say, Sam Harris, they're, they're onto something there. I mean, really, I'd rather be there than somewhere in the middle, because it makes no sense. If this really is not the Word of God and it claims to be the Word of God and it's an intentional deception, then they're saying what I would say and that is why in the world would I go to that book for for ethics and morals? There's other religions that at least aren't trying to make such extreme claims as the Bible makes. If it's unintentional, if the people really thought they were preaching the Word of God and they start talking about menstrual you know, impurities or slavery or fabrics being mixed in Leviticus, uh, well, if that stuff's really not God's word, but they thought it was God's word, well, then there's a lot of craziness in this book, and I can see why you know, the Sam Harrises of life will say, what are we doing, right? You, it may not be a hoax foisted, foisting lies upon you to do whatever they think that these people were trying to do. It ended up getting them killed, but I guess they thought they were flying around on you know, private jets like the hucksters today. But the point is, I'm saying this is a book of, of craziness. If they did die for a lie, it's crazy because clearly they believed the, the things they were teaching. So it's either a book of lies, a book of craziness, or if it's true that it is the word of God, well then of course it's authoritative. And you would be foolish to dismiss it because it will, as it claims, one day be your judge. Jesus said, I didn't come to judge you, right? You gotta judge. It's this book you keep quoting, right? Moses is going to judge you, this book is going to judge you. It speaks of me and you're rejecting me. So you got three choices here. Book of lies, book of craziness, or authoritative truth. So the guy that says, well, any book can claim to be the word of God, I'm, I'm all about that, you're right. Any book can claim to be the word of God and then engage in circular reasoning to say, well, I believe it's the word of God because it says it's the word of God. And why do I believe it? Well, because it says it because the word of God says it's the word of God. Well, if that's the way we're going to think this through, I'm fine with your neighbor saying any book can claim that, but I'm not going to say, well, then we'll come to church because I'm going to teach your kids how to live by the ethics of the Bible. I'm going to say, well, if it's wrong, then it's a book of lies. It's an immoral book or it's a book of lunacy and craziness. But if it is the Word of God, and it's the exact record of God's revelation to man, then I ought to live by it.